welcome to Rocco Radio. I'm James Williams and you're listening to Chalk Talk, another program brought to you from the beautiful Spanish city of Malaga. Rocco Radio is bringing you the fresh news and insights about telecoms, roaming and interconnect as we do in our reports. Keep an eye out for a masterclass ATP SMS business kickoff in Wembley, London in December 2017. Over the next 10 minutes or so, We'll be talking to you about what application-to-person SMS, A2P SMS is, what it's used for, how appropriate timing of the sending of content and having clean channels play important roles in its uptake, as well as why we continue to see growth in volumes globally, even though many new channels have gained traction. In our first episode of this mobile messaging, mobile engagement series of programs, we introduced you to the short message service, what it is where the concept came from, how it was developed, and came to fruition. December the 7th, 1992, was the day the first SMS was sent. That makes this powerful communications channel 25 years old. Now, over to A to P. We're looking at a channel forecast to be worth around $60 billion by 2018. A to P SMS has really gained traction in the past decade. If we think about it, when SMS first came about, it was actually A to P SMS. It wasn't P to P, person to person. It was used very heavily by network operators to provide service notifications, for example, as a means of notifying subscribers they had voicemail messages. So in the real sense of the meaning, an application, voicemail, sending notifications to people. This was firmly one way. When SMS started to be used as a means of person to person communication, this brought the two-way element into play. It was a way of having a text-based conversation using a mobile device. A to P SMS can be broken down broadly into two types, marketing and transactional. The use of it for marketing purposes is where its heavy use really began, but in recent years the transactional area has come to the fore. We're seeing the financial services industry and retail being key drivers of this, although all types of organisation are benefiting greatly from its use. Here are just some of the almost unlimited examples of how it is being used today for marketing campaigns and loyalty program updates, travel booking confirmations and associated service updates. I travel regularly with the Dutch airline KLM and they are very good at sending me SMS updates for anything associated with my flights. For example, a gate change at the home base Schiphol Airport in Amsterdam. Yes, it costs KLM to send these SMS out, but they realise, though, that the cost benefits of ensuring flights depart on time far outweigh any SMS charges. As appointment reminders, the healthcare industry have really picked up on A to P SMS as a great way of reducing appointment no-shows, also for reminding patients when to take particular medications, which need to be taken at definite times to be most effective. We've got payment confirmations, balance inquiries, suspected fraud notifications, bank account mini-statements, the sending of one-time passwords, critical service alerts, status updates and incident reporting. For example, electricity distribution companies, when there are power cuts or governments during periods of dangerous weather, flood warnings, etc. Employee communications. This is really an underused area globally. If organisations have important updates for their team members, then it is far more likely that their team members will be more engaged if the SMS channel is used rather than, for example, traditional email. We'll see exactly why very soon. The applications of A to P SMS are limitless and are quite simply only bound by our own creativity. A 
The key reason why so many have jumped on A2P SMS as a means of providing marketing and transactional notifications is quite simply that the majority of the world's population have a mobile device which technically supports SMS. We're talking about billions of people globally able to receive content via SMS. As with any channel, it is important to keep it clean. Now by that, I mean the necessity to remove as much unsolicited traffic as possible. Unsolicited traffic is known more commonly simply as spam. It is a maximum benefit to the industry that it works as hard and smart as possible to ensure that the end users are receiving content they really want and value within an appropriate time frame. Sending content which is simply not relevant to people via any particular channel simply lowers the perceived value of that channel. And once that perception has been realized, it's a difficult one to change. Timing also has a very important role to play in the distribution of content. Knowing when to send a particular type of content to achieve maximum impact. Working with the most relevant connectivity partners and using their appropriate products to meet any desired delivery timeframe targets is key. Now, by product, I essentially mean routing, how an organization gets your content to the destination subscriber. Some content needs to be delivered in a more time-sensitive manner than others. For example, one-time passwords that may be required to authenticate online transactions. These have a definite need to be delivered far more rapidly than something like a large marketing campaign. For most marketing campaigns, if content takes 60 seconds to reach a destination, not a problem. But it's totally different for one-time passwords in general. These need to arrive within 10 seconds or less, typically. When it comes to the level of engagement driven by any channel in isolation, the performance of SMS is quite simply unbeatable. There's general consensus that open rates for SMS are in the region of 98%. So let's think about that again, 98%. That means that 98% of SMS received by people globally are actually opened. Now for email, this figure is barely above 20%. We're actually looking around the 22% mark. So A2P SMS open rates are 450% higher than email. The real kicker though, is that when we look at the click-through rate percentage of URLs in SMS messages, so uniform resource locators, simply put web addresses within SMS messages, Providing somebody has a mobile device with internet access enabled on it, of course, they're almost five times more likely to click on any web link presented to them within an SMS than if sent embedded within an email. So a click-through rate of 19% for SMS compared to barely over 4% for email. That's a huge difference. In a later episode of this series of programs, we'll be looking at mobile engagement as a whole which brings many different channels together. Maximum impact can actually be achieved by bringing multiple channels into play, often at the same time, and not just relying on one. But if you have only one channel, make it A to P SMS today. We've seen how ubiquitous A to P SMS is. Billions of people have SMS-enabled mobile devices. We've talked about just a few of the ways it is being used today. What we haven't yet covered, though, is the two-way aspect which has crept into A2P SMS gradually, but is really now coming to the fore. There's been a noticeable shift, particularly by enterprise, towards demanding two-way A2P SMS connectivity. For example, two-way A2P SMS allows organizations to send customers short surveys. People are much more likely to respond to short surveys sent via SMS than those sent via email. The key word here, of course, is short. 
I mentioned the airline KLM earlier, but I personally see the airline British Airways use two-way ATP SMS a lot with me. Now, I live in the UK, and every time I fly from a UK airport with them, I receive a quick survey about whether I used one of their lounges or not, and what my experience was like in it. That's good. I have no problem responding to those. But remember the timing element I mentioned earlier in this episode? How critical it is to deliver content at the most appropriate time? Well, I have to say, that is where BA, British Airways, or their connectivity partner, of course, could improve. There's absolutely no point sending me these surveys about how my experience was even before I leave home for the airport. Even though I truly am an evangelist for A to P SMS, these type of mistimings really can turn people off a brand to an extent. Totally the opposite, of course, from what the brand was expecting to achieve. Other applications of A to P SMS can be found in the customer services domain, where organisations are seen as a great way of both helping to reduce their own costs and increase convenience for customers, all at the same time. Sending customer service representatives out to physically visit clients is very expensive. Running call centres is definitely not cheap. Anything that can be done to minimise having to deal with client issues like this can save a lot of money. Technological advances in the area of artificial intelligence mean that companies can employ this technology to interface with clients to answer a lot of their queries, handing off anything more complicated to human representatives. A to P SMS is one of the channels used for this. There are many other great uses for two-way A to P SMS, and it's safe to say we'll be seeing a lot more of it in the near future. Rocco has developed several interesting reports in the area of A to P SMS and mobile engagement, including A to P SMS vendor performance, SMS firewall vendor performance, and market intelligence reports. We also delivered an A to P SMS and mobile engagement report this year. In our next episode of this series of mobile messaging, mobile engagement, we'll be having a look at the structure of the ATP SMS industry. What kinds of organizations are active in both the wholesale and enterprise domains? What changes are afoot and how this will shape the industry in the years to come? Until next time, this is James Williams and you've been listening to Chalk Talk from Rocco Radio.